What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Hope you're having a great day today. Today is Monday, August 28th. Man, how the times are just flying, man. This, this year has definitely flown by. It's been a great sports year this year so far. And can't wait to see how the rest of the year plays out. But hope you guys are having a great day today. On the agenda for today, um, as promised, I told you guys I would talk about uh, the different divisions in the NFL, give you my predictions on how the divisions are going to play out. So today's going to be part one of that. I'm going to do the NFC today. Um, and listen, guys, when I say I'm going to break down the divisions, I'm not going to go through to each team and break down. I'm just going to kind of give you the highlights of each division, some thoughts that I have uh, for each team, and then just give you uh, kind of some key notes on each team and what I think their record's going to be. It's not going to be nothing in-depth. Uh, like I'm breaking down every roster move and this and that. The only division that I'm going to talk a little bit on and, and expand a lot more on is the NFC South because I'm a Panthers fan. So the South will be something that I really expand on a lot. But outside of that, um, I'm going to break down the NFC today. Today's going to be part one of NFL division talk. Part two will be released later in the week when I touch the AFC. And then after that, I'll come back and give you my prediction on the season. I'll give you who I think is going to make the playoffs. I will give you uh, who I think is going to win uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl, et cetera. So that'll be out next week. But as for today, it'll be part one of NFL Division Talk, and I'm going to go through each division and or NFC today, let you know who I think is going to come out on top, let you know what I think is going to happen and just give you some general information on that. So, um, but as always, if you haven't listened to some of my previous episodes, go back and check them out in your time uh, and continue to share, continue to post, continue to spread the news about the all things sports podcast. So I'll be right back after this short break and we'll jump right into the NFC West. Be right back. <music> Let's jump into the NFC West. Um, let's start off with the Los Angeles uh, Rams. This team has um, really just in, they're in a rebuilding, they're a rebuilding stage at this point. Uh, traded away a lot of their um, veteran players, traded away Jalen Ramsey uh, to the Dolphins, traded away Leonard Floyd. Um, so they they really, uh, you know, they'd never re-signed Odell. They traded away Robert Woods a couple seasons ago. So they traded away a lot of their depth. Sonny Michelle um, ended up retiring, um, lost a couple of corners as well outside of Ramsey. So this whole defense is just uh, being rebuilt, and so is the offense. So the Rams are just in a rebuilding mode. Uh, Matthew Stafford is coming off an injury-plagued year, not a good year, so he'll be returning this year. From everything I've seen, um, he is returning healthy. His elbow's in great shape, returning back from the concussion that he suffered as well. So he's coming back healthy, and we'll see what he can do. Aaron Donald uh, is still a top-five defensive player in this league, uh, but he's in win-now mode right now. So it would be curious to see what happens with him. Cooper Cup uh, still a top-five receiver in the game, uh, but he's another year older, and he's still nursing a hamstring injury. I did see uh, where – he was coming back. I did see where they said that he'd be back for the first game. or optimistic that he would. Uh, but, you know, Coop, you know, he, he stays hurt. But um, I just – a lot of moving and and moving parts of this team. And, you know, me and my brother Chill B uh, with the Chill Bravado podcast, we go back and forth all the time about trades because you guys know me. I'm all for if something ain't working, man, listen, I'm just trade them. Let's get it out of here. But <laughs> I know that's not realistic a lot of times, uh, and it really ain't because you got to look at picks and money and cap. And I know a lot more goes into it than just 
uh, like Madden, you know, press A, send this player for this player, works out, let's go. It, it rarely works for that because you got different players on different salaries. Um, you got all, you got different team needs. There's a lot of stuff that goes into swapping players. I get it. But in this case of the Rams, I really think the Rams need to look in trading Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. Now, who would, you would get more return on Donald because he's such a dominant force. Um, I don't know if you get a first round pick for him at this stage. Maybe you could. Maybe you could, you know, get a first round pick out of him. But highest you probably gets a second round pick out of him. But they need, I believe they need to, to you know, they, they got rid of all their picks to win that Super Bowl. And, hey, remember the whole slogan they had, the F those picks or whatever they were saying. I get it. You, you got rid of the picks. You wanted to uh, just win a Super Bowl. It happened. But when you have that mentality, when you have that mindset, what ends up happening is you end up forfeiting your future, which is where they're at now. They have no draft capital. They have bad contracts, and now they're back to rebuilding. So they re-signed, they re-signed Sean McVay. He was being pulled away by Amazon. Amazon was offering him a ridiculous deal uh, to come be an analyst, but he said that you know he, he's burning the coat, so, and he wants to tackle this rebuild. So they got McVay back. They got the right guy. McVay's super smart. Already got a Super Bowl. He's still only 37, so McVay ain't going nowhere. He's a brilliant offensive mind. But I still think they need to look into trading these three. The more tradable guy is Donald because Donald can go in to, to a contender or to a team that's right there on the edge of contending and push him over the top. But again, you got to look at money. You got to look at cap space. You got to look at how this stuff would work, what they would have to give up, what you would have to give up. You have to look at all that. So, And then Cooper Cup, um, you know, the injuries, he's a little older, but I still think you can get probably a third round, you know, third rounder or whatever the case is for him. The only person that's probably not tradable is Matthew Stafford. I don't see a team where he could go to and you win a Super Bowl right now. I don't I don't see that team. You know what I mean? I don't see that uh, team that he could go to right now and push him over the top. So it probably doesn't make sense to trade Stafford. It probably makes sense just let him play his contract out and let him retire or see what happens with him in the future. But – I really do think they need to consider trading these guys. One, because, and, and here's how I measure that. Like, they're in rebuilding mode. In a rebuilding phase, are they going to win a Super Bowl in the next two to four years? Unless something drastically changes, I don't I don't see it. So why not trade Donald and get back some draft capital? Why not try to trade Cup and get back, you know, second to third round draft capital and see what you can do? So um, that's kind of my thing with the Rams. I do not expect a lot out of them this year. Um, I just expect them to be competitive. You know, I expect them to be competitive, but I don't expect them to be good. So my prediction for their record this year, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but I can see them being 4-13, and 5-12. And, and I don't see them winning a lot of games. Um, they are rebuilding. Uh, they don't have – they got two superstar players in Donald and Cup, but Stafford is on the decline – um, and I like Stafford. I'm on record. You can go back and listen to all of my episodes. I'm, I'm a Stafford fan, but he's on the decline. Uh, and they don't have nothing around Cup. They got Akers back there. Akers, you know, he can't hold the ball half the time. So they don't have another. They don't have. They got Higby at tight end. So they don't really have another weapon uh, outside of Cup and Higby, really. So I don't see them being really good. I'm, I'm going 4 and 13, 5 and 12 on the season for them. Next up in the NFL division talk. Um, NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. Not a lot to say here about the Cardinals, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. But uh, Kyler Murray uh, will be will getting a season on IR. Um, they're not expecting him to be back until well into the season. All reports that I've read says something that he'll be back around week eight, seven or eight maybe. Um, you don't know. Uh, we don't know with him. They traded away all pro receiver DeAndre Hopkins. We know that he landed with uh, the Tennessee Titans. Or they cut him, excuse me. Then he ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans. Um, we also know, we also know that they had uh, JJ Watt, future Hall of Famer. He retired, uh, and then recently they traded away Isaiah Simmons uh, to the Giants. You know, Isaiah Simmons played linebacker, safety, corner, DN. What he played everywhere on the field for them. I just don't think he had a really. They didn't know where to play him at, so they traded him away and traded him to the Giants, so they lost him. Still got Buda Baker back there. 
uh, man in the safe uh, safety position. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but this is going to be a, 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 a tough year for them. Um, they got a new first-year head coach. Um, they got an aging running back in James Conner. So I just believe that this will be a tough year for them. I even saw reports that they may not even try to get Kyler Murray back. So I don't have a lot to, to say about this team. You know, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown is their number one receiver. Still a good, decent receiver. Uh, James Conner back there. So I don't know. I don't expect a lot from this team. Um, I don't even really expect them to be that competitive. This is my thoughts on them. If you guys want my honest opinion, I'm going to give it to you. All Things Sports Podcast. I'm, I'm nothing but honest. So this is my honest opinion. I don't know if Kyler Murray will come back. And if he does come back, I don't think that'd be real competitive because they also traded back in the draft and got the Houston, you know, Houston traded up with the Cardinals to get third pick. So Arizona's going to have two top 10 picks coming in the next year's draft, possibly. Possibly going to get two top 10 picks. Now, I know they're going to have two first round picks in that draft, but you know how that stuff works out with records and all that. So depending on where Houston falls this year, um, the Texans, depending on where they fall this year. So we'll see, you know, what happens with them. But as of right now, um, they're looking to have two top picks. Caleb Williams is coming out. And, you know, everybody has dubbed him as the next Patrick Mahomes and, and yada, yada. You know, I don't, I don't like those, man. Pat's a different a different breed. I don't like the whole next Patrick Mahomes type deal. Let, let, let's, let's wait on that. But they're saying that he's going to be a really good uh, quarterback. They're saying that he's going to be a really good transcendent type player, projecting number one overall pick. Then you got Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out, the unquestioned best receiver coming out of this draft, and maybe the best player in this draft. He may be better like, player-wise. He may be the best player coming out. So what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to tank what I'm saying they're tanking. They're going to slowly bring Kyler Murray back if they bring him back. Um, I don't even know if they're going to bring him back. They might even bring him back this year. Um, and I think they're going to tank. I think they're going to go 2-15. and 15. And I think they're going to end up with the number one pick in the draft. And I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams, try to get another pick and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Those are two cornerstone pieces to move forward and eventually trade Kyler Murray and go from there. So that's my prediction on the Cardinals. Again, guys, these are my predictions. I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot since I started this podcast. <laughs> so this is just what I see from them. I don't see them being competitive at all. I don't see them winning more than two games because I believe they want to tank and get Caleb Williams. I don't think they want Kyler Murray. You got to understand, this is a new coaching staff. This is a new regimen there. That, that Kyler Murray with the old coaching staff, the old management, the old GM. They got a new GM. They got new management. I can see them wanting to move on from Kyler Murray. So I can. I think they're going to tank without tanking, but that's me. Moving on in the NFC West. So I, so back up. I, I think they're going to go 2-15. and 15. Maybe win another game off luck three and you know fourteen, but I can see more like two and fifteen just to kind of secure that first pick. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Man, what a year! What a year Geno Smith had last year, just career high across the board. And you know what? I think Geno don't get a lot of credit. I don't think Geno gets a ton of credit, man, for you know a, a guy who started off as a you know kind of high expectations for him. I ain't gonna say it was super high, but high expectations for him. Um, didn't pan out in New York, ended up getting punched in the jaw, um, breaking his jaw for eight weeks, became a laughing stock for a little bit, ended up going to the Chargers, didn't play a lot. But then he landed with the uh, – I think he played for the Jets for a little bit. That didn't work out. Then he landed here in Seattle. And, man, what a what a revelation Geno has been. I mean, Geno has been absolutely incredible. A testament to him hanging in there, a testament to him uh, just continuing to grind, man, continuing to – uh, push and, and believing in himself. So shout out to Gino for that. So we'll see if Gino can uh, come back and have that same success. Uh, I'm not saying that he won't, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if he'll play like he did last year. But you know, all signs point to him still being really good. Amazing receiving core. Uh, still got DK. Still got Tyler Lockett. Both are in their prime. Well, Tyler's still in his prime. DK is probably just entering it. And then they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, the, the receiver out of Ohio State, who is currently hurt right now. I think he had wrist surgery, uh, but they are expecting him to be back for game one. If not game one, you know, game two or three, somewhere around there. 
So you got Jackson Smith and Jimbo coming back, and I believe that he could be a serious offensive rookie of the year candidate. I believe that he's going to make a world of difference for that team. I mean, he was when he was right at Ohio State, he broke all the single-season records. I mean, this guy was incredible at Ohio State, so I can't imagine to see what he's going to do with his team. You got Kenneth uh, Walker III coming back off a great rookie campaign. They also added a, a great corner. They had a top-10 pick, added a great corner. Jamal Adams, all-pro safeties coming back. With Jamal Adams, I don't put a lot, of, a lot of stock into him. The last three years, he's only played 28 games. So, I mean, he's injury-prone. You want to talk about injury-prone? Guys, straight injury-prone. And he's playing a position in which all you do is hit people. And, you know, at the safety position, I mean, his style didn't finesse, per se. I know it's hard to say finesse in football, but his style didn't, you know, to a point where he's, you know, a ball hawk or whatever. Jamal Adams is trying to take your head off. That's what he's doing. He's trying to take your head off. So, very physical guy. Likes to play the line of scrimmage from the safety position. Loves to hit people. So, we'll see if, if he can stay healthy. Back there with Quandre Con- Diggs, excuse me. That'll be a really good uh, safety uh, combo. So, we'll see what Jamal Adams can do. But I expect this to be one of the better defenses. I expect this team to have a really good offense. With, again, with the weapons that Chino have, I expect this team to be really competitive in this division. And I expect them to go 10-7 this year. I can see 10 wins out of them. Uh, I think they will definitely will be in the play for the wild card. Uh, they'll definitely be in the play for the playoffs. But I expect this team to really compete on the defensive end. And I expect them to really be good on the offensive end. You know, Pete Carroll wants to get back to running the ball. That's really his route. He loves to run the ball. So I think you're going to see um, with uh, Kenneth Walker. And they drafted a, a running back in the third round. I think he's going to see a lot of running, a lot of play action, and I think you're going to see a lot of uh, him trying to keep Geno on that same success that he had last year. And you're going to see a fast and physical defense. They got Bobby Wagner back, so they got their leader back and Bobby Wagner. I think you're going to see a really solid defense. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be Legion of Boom type defense because they had some Hall of Fame players on that Legion of Boom uh, defense. So uh, I think you're going to see a really fast, a really solid, a really physical defense. Uh, that's going to be really good. I think you're going to see an offense that's still going to be very good. I don't know if they're going to be the elite of the elite offense, but I think they're going to be really good. So I can see a 10 and 7, you know, type season uh, for the Seahawks. I can see them competing, and I can see them being uh, really competitive, maybe and make the playoffs again, maybe in that wild card spot. Last but not least, out of the NFC West, um, you got the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy returns from an elbow injury that he sustained in the NFC Championship game. Let me, before I keep going, and, well, and they added Sam Darnold, and, you know, they had Trey Lance. So before I break down, uh, or not even break down, but before I give you my prediction on them and, and talk about the Niners, you know, news came out that they traded uh, Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they traded Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys, and um, he's going to be QB2 for them now, or three, or however they want to say it. Um, but, you know, I don't really like how the Trey Lance thing played out for the Cowboys. I don't really like it at all. Um, I don't like the way they did. Um, I don't like the way they did Trey Lance. Let me explain why. Do I think it was a crazy move to go up that high and draft him? Yeah, it probably was. Uh, they probably should have. Um, they probably should have uh, gave him more time or gave him an opportunity. You know, he was injured. He didn't get a lot of opportunity to play. But I don't like the fact that he didn't get a lot of opportunity to play. He got hurt, and then all of a sudden you just give up on him. Now, there does come into play where you say, well, they seen him at practice, and that is true. Um, I can't argue that. That is true. They seen him at practice, uh, so they know what he's about in practice. And maybe they saw some things there where they said, this ain't our guy. We understood that we messed up. We shouldn't have drafted him this high. Let's move on. So maybe that's what they did. Um, and maybe they just um, said, you know what? We messed up. We're, you know, let's move on from this guy. But the thing I don't like about it is they didn't give him an opportunity. They did not give Trey Lance an opportunity uh, to really play and really compete. That's what Trey Lance needs, an opportunity to play. So I don't like how they did the young man, but I guess that's, you know, that's done now since they traded him to the Cowboys. But that leaves them with Brock Purdy, who's going to be their starter. And they added Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold as the backup. Um, 
you know, a lot of people don't like Darnold being labeled a bust. He's top three pick. He was with my Panthers for a while. You know, if you he didn't play terrible with the Panthers, but he also wasn't great. He wasn't that transcendent talent that we thought he was coming out or whatever, right? But I think in this system, a quarterback-friendly system that Kyle Shanahan runs, I think with the players around him, I think that Sam Darnold can be a very good backup. And if something happened to Purdy where he got hurt, I think Darnold could come in and still play well. Uh, he has still has good arm talent, can make every throw. Uh, but I think surrounded by um, the talent that's on this team, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Jennings, I mean, Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, very good uh, skill players on this team. Um, I think Sam Darnold could come in and be a very good backup quarterback for this team if something happened. The defense is still elite. Uh, I'm still looking – uh, at this defense to see how they're going to perform without D'Amico Ryan, left to be the Houston Texans head coach. I love D'Amico Ryan. I think he's a phenomenal young uh, brother, phenomenal young head coach. So we're going to see how that defense is. But they still, I mean, they have the best linebacker in the game in Fred Warner. So um, we're going to see how this defense is. But I still think they're elite. Bosa still holding out. But they'll get a deal done and get Bosa back. Um, and I think they're clearly the best team in this division. I really do. And they may be the best team in the NFC. So my prediction for this team, I think they're going to go 12-5. and five, And I think they're going to win this division. Um, and obviously make the playoffs. And we'll see what happens. So that's my predictions for the NFC West. I got the Niners coming out on top. I got the Seattle uh, Seahawks finishing second. I got the um, Rams finishing third. And then I think the Cardinals are just tanking. And they're going to finish last. So they can win the Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. So that's kind of why I think what happened with NFC West. I'll be right back. Uh, we're going to jump into NFC East. Um, and then, you know, we're going to jump into uh, the NFC North. And then, obviously, we're going to jump into the South. So be right back after this short break. This is All Things Sports Podcast. She got JR. All right, NFC North. Let's start with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, as we know, Green Bay has officially moved on from, as Stephen A. likes to call him, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. They moved on. As we know, Aaron Rodgers is now with the Jets. Um, we'll get to them later. But Green Bay, uh, I guess it's the year after Rodgers. Gave Jordan Love a one-year, to me, it's like a one-year prove-it type deal. I know that he's been sitting behind Rodgers for the last four years, kind of like the same. You know, this whole thing with Green Bay is weird to me. Brett Favre left, went to the – well, he went to the Vikings first, but uh, went to the Jets eventually. Aaron Rodgers sat behind him for four or five years. I can't remember exactly. I think it was five years, but sat behind him for a while. Um – and now Aaron Rodgers left and went to the Jets. <laughs> and Love sat by here for four years. Now he takes over. It's just weird how that happened. But I guess it's just a coincidence or something. I don't know. But um, Christian Watson, young, uh, very good receivers back. Romeo Dobbs is back. They drafted uh, a tight end. I want to say his name is uh, starts with an L. Can I remember? They drafted the young tight end who's supposed to be really good. Still got Aaron Jones. And A.J. Dillon in the backfield, they traded away uh, Zendaria Smith a couple of you know seasons ago, so they don't have him no more coming off the edge. Um, still got Jahir Alexander back there and, and as a cornerback, still an all-pro corner. So I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't expect a lot from this Green Bay team. I really don't. Uh, I like Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love showed you know some flashes of being great. Um and obviously, he got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, got to learn a little bit, got to see how things uh, go, got to see it sit in the system um, for years. So maybe they expect him to come out and be great, but I don't. I can see them going 5-12. and 12. Uh, I don't see nothing better than that. Um, I don't know. I don't think this defense is going to be as good as it normally is. Rashawn Gary will be back. But I don't see this defense being um, – as great as it normally is. And I also uh, don't see that Jordan Love coming out and scaring anybody. So I got 5-12 and 12 from them. The Darlings, 
of the NFC North. I mean, yeah, the North right now. The Detroit Lions. I mean, everybody is high on the Lions. Um, and for good reason. Jared Goff returns. Jared Goff has been solid. Um, I'm a big golf fan. I ain't gonna say a big fan, but I don't get on like everybody. All, all the guys done is came in and been really good for them. Um, had a good season last year. Uh, the year before that, um, kind of in the rebuilding mode, but you know, he was good for them then. The dude don't turn the ball over. Uh, got a really good arm. He's a former number one pick, man. Got the Rams to the Super Bowl. Like, we. This is the problem I have with culture and sports sometimes. Like, we look at these guys and think they just scrub. Like, first off, this is the National Football League, the best league in the world. So, he ain't a scrub, first off. He's one of 32 starting quarterbacks in the world. So, that that alone right there lets you know he ain't a scrub. Secondly, this guy was the number one overall pick and been to a Super Bowl. Like, come on, man. Let's let quit acting like this dude can't play. I'm not saying that he's Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence or – or Burrow, or Allen, or Lamar, or Jalen. I'm not saying that he's none of them, but this guy can play really good quarterback. So he returns really good uh, skilled players around him. They traded for or signed David uh, Montgomery from their from the Lions. Drafted Jameer Gibbs, who player comps, you know, got him compared to Al- Alvin Kamara, which I can see that. Again, I'm not a big fan of comparisons, but. They do play similar. <laughs> um, Amon Ross St. Brown is there. Um, Jamison Williams is there, which he's suspended for the first six games of the season. So, in that defense, that defense is looking really good. Uh, got Branch from Alabama. Got Hutchinson on the end, who they say looks really good. Got a really good coach that that, that gets down in the dirt with him and Dan Campbell. I just feel like it's going to be a good year for them. I can see them going 10-7. and seven. Let's move on to the Chicago Bears. There's also been a lot of hype about um, Justin Fields. I've seen a lot of people say he's going to take a Jalen Hurts-type leap and get them in the playoffs and yada, yada. I don't see that. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good team. I think this team is going to be um, really competitive. Finally got him a number one receiver. Got him DJ Moore from my Panthers. Hate to see him go. But we had to give it up to get the number one pick. Uh, so he got DJ Moore now. He's got... Um, Deontay Foreman in the backfield along with Khalil Herbert. That's a good one-two punch um, as well. Uh, you still got Darnell Mooney there. So they got Robert Tanya that they signed from the Packers. So they got some good skill players around him. Now it's all up to me. It's up to Justin Fields. Their defense is always going to be competitive. It's always been. That's just a traditional thing there. Their defense is always going to be competitive. So I expect that defense to be very competitive um, and to still be good. But... Um, I don't know if I see a Jalen Hurts type lead with Justin Fields. Is the talent there? Absolutely. Is he a better runner than Hurts? I think he's a better runner. He may have a better arm talent than him. But we just got to see how uh, it plays out. I don't expect them to take that leap like Jalen did or the Eagles did. I just don't see that in this division. So what I got is I think the Bears are going to go 8-9. and nine. Uh, I think you're going to see a competitive team. I think you're going to see a team that's going to compete. But they're going to be right there at 8-9 and nine and barely missing the playoffs. Last but not least, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins' return. I believe this is the last year of his deal. Man, how many of y'all watched the quarterback series and just fell in love with Kirk Cousins, right? Like, God's an outstanding guy. Watched that series, and I thought he did an excellent job in that series. And just what a stand-up dude. So, you got Cousins coming back. They drafted the receiver, uh, Jordan Addison, uh, out of USC to pair him along with Justin Jefferson. Still got Osborne there. They lost Dalvin Cook, obviously. They got Madison there. Um, I still think they probably need to sign a running back. You got Fournette out there. Maybe he can sign with him. Uh, Hunt's out there. I think they need to sign another running back to kind of have that one-two punch with Madison. But um, they got uh, Brian Flores now there as their defensive coordinator, a defense that was absolutely terrible, one of the worst defenses in the league last year. So if he can come in, and Flores can coach defense. I'll give him that. He can coach defense. So if Flores can come in and get that defense corrected, I think this team's going 13 and 4. Um, I know that, you know, the offense is really good. Um, the defense, they just need to catch up. If the defense catch up and be good, I think this team's going 13 and 4. I really do. Uh, I think they're a really good team. And I really think they're going to be competitive. Now, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I do not. Um, and again, that's another episode for another day. 
But I think they're going to win 13 games. I think they're going to be really good. So that's my prediction for the NFC North. Let's move to the East real quick before I, you know, get to the South and kind of hang my hat there for the rest of the episode. NFC East, uh, you got the Washington Commanders. You know, the Washington Commanders are, are, I believe this is going to be a, I don't want to say rebuilding, but I think this is going to be a tough season for them. Uh, Change in ownership, uh, change at quarterback. Uh, Sam Howell's in, been named the starting quarterback. You guys know how I feel about that. I think I spoke about it on my last episode. I feel like they should have drafted a quarterback. Um, but, hey, Sam Howell looked good in preseason, but it's preseason. I don't put a lot of stock in the preseason, but he looked good in preseason, so maybe it'll translate to the regular season. But you still have great – they got great skill players too. They got Terry McLaurin. They still got Curtis Samuel. They got Jahan Dotson, who I really like. They got a young tight end there that looked really good as well. They still got Logan Thomas. They still got um, Antonio Gibson in the backfield. They still got Brian Robinson Jr., who's going to start for them. A lot of really good skill players. Flip to the defensive end. Chase Young returns back after a just a rough year last year, coming back from injury. Um, and you know Rivera. Rivera always has a good, solid defense. Former coach of my Panthers. He always has a solid defense. That's one thing he knows how to coach. But I think Rivera's on the hot seat, and I think this is the end of the road for Riverboat Ron, as they used to call him. I think it's the end of the road for him. Um, I don't think this commander's team is going to be that good. I think they'll be competitive just because that's the nature of Ron Rivera. But I don't see them being great. Uh, quarterbacks, you know, not having a – you got to have a, a, a top 15 quarterback to really um, – to me, to really be competitive. And Howell is definitely not a top 15 quarterback. Um, the defense will do everything they can with Payne and uh, uh, I forget the other. I think it's Robinson. I forget the other end. They're going to do everything they can to 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 be competitive, stay in there. But I can see this team going 6-11. and 11. Um, New ownership, new time with the commander. So it's going to be a rough go to, to, at the beginning. But I think they can um, – they need to build for the future. So they need to either – you know, depending on what Sam Howell does, they really need to find them a quarterback a young franchise guy, and start going from there. But I don't expect that much from them. New York Giants, who everybody was high on last year, the hot start, I don't expect them to be good. I don't like Daniel Jones. I'm not a fan of Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones got all that money for no reason. But, hey, they pay you for the position, not the player. So, Daniel Jones returns back in that system. They drafted uh, Hyatt. Out of Tennessee, they got Darren Waller now. Saquon returned back on a Barkley, returned back on a one-year $10, $12 million deal, $11 million deal, excuse me. Um, So, you know, they have continuity within that offense, getting Darren Waller in there. They may be some good. The defense still is really good. Uh, They just got Isaiah Simmons, so the defense is going to be good. But I don't expect them to be, you know, the ball, Brian Dayball has been uh, incredible. He did great for Daniel Jones. I don't expect them to be, Great. So I expect them to go nine and eight again. I don't think they're going to be that good, uh, or I don't say that good. That's average. Excuse me. So that that's an average. I think they're going to be an average team. Uh, Daniel Jones to me is not going to win you. You know they won the playoff game last year, but he's not going to win you multiple playoff games. I don't see it. I think Saquon is going to have a good year. I think Darren Waller is going to have a bounce back year. Um, f- you know for the catches that he will get, but I can see Daniel Jones turning the ball over and being who we know he is, a guy that's not very good at quarterback um, and a guy that's, you know, average or below average. That's what I think we're going to see from him. I don't put a lot of expectations of the Giants, so maybe nine and eight for them. Let's move on to the two teams that I think is going to be competing for this division. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles first. Um, Obviously, the Eagles won the NFC, went to the Super Bowl last year, and Jalen Hurts had an absolutely incredible game. Best game of his life in the Super Bowl, but they end up losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They end up losing Miles Sanders. They end up losing, I think it was six uh, players off the defense, but end up replacing them with a lot of good players. TJ Edwards, another, uh, they, they re-signed some more linebackers. Uh, they ended up getting Slay back. Um, traded for DeAndre Swift, running back. So, and most of the offense comes back. Swift just replaces uh, Sanders. So, which they do the running by committee anyway in Philadelphia, but uh, they got a new offensive coordinator and they got a new defensive coordinator. I expect Philly to take a step back. Um, I don't think you're going to see the same dominant team. I expect them to take a step back, and I expect them to still be really good um, and still compete for the division. 
and for the NFC to defend their NFC crown. But I think they take a step back because you got a new coordinator. You got two new coordinators on both sides of the ball. And I feel like they lost um, they lost some key players on that defense. Now, they led the NFL last year with 70-plus sacks, which was unreal. And maybe they can replicate that. I don't know if they can or not. Um, that's yet to be seen. But uh, I think they'll take a step back and go 11-6. Really competitive team. Uh, you know, Jalen's still going to put up numbers. I hope he does well. I, lo- I love Jalen Hurts. I, I think Jalen Hurts is phenomenal. Um, but I can definitely see them taking a step back and going 11 and 6. With that being said, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win that division. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I think Dallas is going to go 12 and 5. Reason being is because, you know, they added Trey Lance to back up again, to back up Dak and Cooper Rush and all those guys. He probably won't see the field at all. If much this year, he won't see the field. But Dallas returns a lot of good skill players. C.D. Lamb, uh, they signed Brandon Cooks. Um, they got Tony Pollard back. They drafted a running back as well, but they got Tony Pollard, electric. Um, they got um, Brandon Cooks, which I mentioned. They got, uh, I can't think of the third receiver. I can see him right now. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, they have a plethora of skill players that I think they can still be very good for them. Um, and I still, Michael Gallup, there we go. They got Michael Gallup uh, at the wide receiver three. So you got Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup with Pollard in the backfield. Young tight end. They lost Schultz, but they got a young athletic tight end. A very good defense that added Stephon Gilmore to this defense, along with Diggs, Michael Parsons, Vander Esch, uh, Lawrence on the, uh, on the end. Like, I think this team is going to be very good. Um, I'm not going to put a lot of expectations on them because of the Cowboys. They always seem to let you down at some point. <laughs> but I think this team's going 12-5. and five. I think they're going to win that division. Uh, Dak's really – he's already came out and said that he's going to be better and this or that. I'm not a big Dak hater like everybody is. Do I think he's a top-10 quarterback? I do not, but I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's a top-15 quarterback. And, again, if you got a top-15 quarterback with a great defense, I think you can win it all. So uh, I think this Dallas team is going to be – they're going to be tough. I really believe that. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, their head coach, Mike McCarthy, I think he's on the hot seat. Uh, he's got to get it done. You know how Jerry Jones is. He got to get it done this year. Uh, Dan Quinn's there coaching that defense still. Dak, man, he got to perform. Uh, he's got another contract coming up. So Dak's got to perform too. So, But I think this team goes 12-5, and five, barely edges out the Eagles, and then the Giants, and then the uh, Commanders will finish last in that division. Um when I return, I'll hang my hat on the NFC South to wrap up the NFC uh, division. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. Hang in there. Be right back. All right. All right. Let's jump back into this NFC talk. And to finish up the NFC divisions, we're going to talk about the NFC South, where I'm going to talk a little bit uh, more in depth of a couple of teams, um, specifically my Carolina Panthers. But let's jump into it. So, NFC South, probably not going to be one of the better divisions in football. Um, I think a lot of these teams are definitely rebuilding outside of the Saints. Um, So, I don't know if these teams are going to be great but let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um you know they had uh coming off a year where you know the GOAT has finally and Tom Brady's finally retired even with him they wasn't very good uh they still returned all the pieces to their defense so that defense you know, head coach Todd Bowles um that defense is still going to be very good very competitive because Todd Bowles is very good defensively um and they didn't lose nobody so that defense is still going to be you know, outstanding. Uh, one of the better defenses in the NFL, I believe. Um, offense is a different story. <laughs> offense will be a completely different story for this team. Uh, losing Tom Brady, even at this stage of his career at 45 years old or however he was, that's going to hurt. Um, the IQ, the knowledge, the experience, the play, uh, he still had a good year individually. Uh, so that's going to hurt him. So they had a quarterback battle all year between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Um, <laughs> not going to scratch your head over either one of them, really. Uh, I don't want to say scratch your head, but you're not going to like 
Oh my goodness, these two. Oh, both of them. I don't know why I said scratch your head for. That was weird. Anyways, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is you're not going to be like over the, over the top excited about these two, right? Like, oh, we got two. Baker is what it is at this point. I don't think Baker's going to be any better than what we've seen him be. Um, take it from a guy that watched him play for the Panthers. He wasn't, uh, wasn't that good. So I don't think Baker's going to be any better than what he was at Carolina or wherever. Um, also, you know, Kyle Trask can't play a lot. So I don't expect a lot from this team. But it came out last week. They named Baker Mayfield the start quarterback. Um, good thing for Baker. He got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin's back healthy. Uh, Rashad White, uh, the lead back, Rashad White, is really good. Uh, but I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't expect a lot from this team. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this team because I don't expect them to be good. Uh, I expect them to be 5-12, somewhere in that uh, range and, and and finish last in, that, in our division. Uh, I just don't think they're going to be very good. Baker's going to turn the ball over and be Baker. Kyle Trask is learning. He's young. But the good thing is they got an elite receiver, a top 10 receiver in Mike Evans, and they got an elite guy in the slot in Chris Godwin. So that's going to help out a little bit. But I just, yeah, 5-12, and 12, that's all I got to say about them. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Uh, let's move to the Falcons. Uh, Desmond Ritter takes over as a starting quarterback. They had Mariota last year. Um, Mariota didn't pan out, ended up getting hurt, um, and just ended up not returning back to the team. I think it was more than just injury. Obviously, if you watch the quarterback series, you know, they kind of hinted around that. Was he upset that he didn't, you know, that Ritter took over, yada, yada. Whatever the situation may be, he went out with injury, had a child, and just didn't return for the last few games. Which was fine with me anyway, because I think the book's been written on Mariota as well. Now, you would hope guys like him, uh, you know, could, could kind of follow the Geno model. But Mariota to me has had chances, man. Uh, he's been with, you know, he went with the Raiders, backed them up for a little bit, and played well as a backup. Uh, he started out pretty well with the Falcons. So maybe, you know, he signed with the Eagles, which I forgot to mention that, but he signed with the Eagles. So maybe he can find his way with the Eagles and, backup hurts and and just be a solid backup you know and maybe if he gets another shot in the future maybe he you know but Mariota's you know 30 uh, a little bit over that so but with the Falcons you know he I think he played to the best of his ability um he was familiar with that system and I think he played to the best that he could so I ain't got no hard feelings you know I know the Falcons fans you know, maybe they got hard feelings towards him, but I don't know. I ain't got hard feelings. I think the guy did what he could do, and they decided to move on to the young guy. And you can't, you can't blame him for that. Uh, they drafted Ritter. You can't blame him for trying to move on and and see what they got in the young fella and see if he can blossom into a one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So they made the right move in that. But you guys have heard me. I've been on record saying that I don't like Desmond Ritter, uh, but. My brother Chill B. Speaking of Chill B with the Chill Bravado podcast, go check his podcast out. He does a series on the Falcons where he goes more in depth than I would. Uh, and he talks about all things Falcons uh, concerning the NFC South and concerning the league. So he'll kind of keep you updated on his Falcons and some of the stuff around the league. He's not going to kind of touch on it like I do, like I do. But if it's got if it concerns the Falcons, he's going to talk about it. So again, he also does a series on the Lakers, which he still talks about a little bit because Austin Reeves is playing. So. Go check my brother out. Does an incredible job. I promise you, uh, you'll be a lot of information. And I love his opinions, strong with his opinions. So you'll really like it. So after you listen to the All Things Sports podcast, cross on over and check out the Chill Bravado podcast. And hoping to get him back on here so me and him can go back and forth on some stuff. But go check my brother out. But, you know, he had to set me straight. He was like, you know, he, that's four games. How can you judge somebody off of four games? And he's right. You can't. You can't really judge somebody off of four games. I think I was speaking more as a Panthers fan and a guy that's never really liked the Falcons because <laughs> we're rivals. So I guess I'm speaking on that. But from what I've seen, it didn't wow me. Like, wow, like I, you know, this guy's going to be great. But also, again, it's four games at the end of the season. So I'm going to wipe that slate clean, and I'm going to watch him this year 
and give him this year to see what he does. Um, they got Robinson with the number eight pick, Bajon Robinson, uh, that they drafted. I think he's going to be an incredible player. Um, they got Tyler Algier to back him up. Kyle Pitts is looking to get back healthy and try to regain his form. They got Drake London. Um, I was talking to Chill B just to steal some information for him. Uh, they they need another wide receiver. Uh, he, he he truly believes they need another wide receiver to come in and kind of, you know, be opposite side of London. So we'll see if they can get another receiver in uh, to kind of go and help Ritter as well. But I think with London, Pitts, and uh, Robinson, I think that's a good trio. And Algier, I won't leave Algier out. Uh, they still got Cordell Patterson. I think that's a good, that's some good skill players around them. Um, they added all pro safety Jesse Bates. Also added former number three overall pick in Jeff Akuda across from AJ Terrell. So I think that this uh, this Falcons team is going to be the defense is going to be much improved. Can't forget about Grady Jarrett on the line. So I think you're going to see a very improved um, Falcons defense. Um, I'm just not sure about the offense. Uh, I'm not sure what Ritter's going to bring to the table. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'd like to believe that Ritter is going to be a really good quarterback. Uh, but also, you can't put a lot of expectations on him. I mean, he's still sort of a rookie. Uh, so you got to you got to grow with him a little bit. You got to grow with him. So um, you got to grow with him and, and see what he becomes. I, he can definitely use his legs. Uh, definitely really mobile in the pocket. Uh, has a strong arm. Uh, a smart guy because he played four years in Cincinnati. So I think he's a smart guy. Um and in this system, a lot of play action in this system, a lot of uh, options in this system, a lot of bootlegs in this system with Arthur Smith. Uh, so maybe he can make some good accurate throws on the run. Uh, maybe he can get out and run some and be smart uh, and get down when he needs to. So we'll see what Ritter can bring to the table uh, and do. Um, but and with all that being said, I expect this team to finish second in the division, and that pains me to say that because I'm a Panthers fan. I expect them to, I expect them to go somewhere in the seven to ten type range, uh, seven to ten record. Um, I expect them to be competitive. I expect Ritter to take some lumps along the road, uh, young quarterback. So it's gonna take some lumps, but I expect them to be seven to ten and finish second in this division. Um, let's move on to the Saints, New Orleans Saints. Signed quarterback Derek Carr, four-year, $140 million deal. Um, Jameis Winston returns as the backup. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't like how they did Winston either. I think Winston was, I thought Winston was playing very good last year uh, until injury. Winston just got hurt. <laughs> it wasn't that he wasn't playing well. Winston was he was hurt most of the year last year, which is why he didn't play well when he came back. He was trying to play hurt. But um, I don't think the book's in, uh, over on Jameis Winston. I mean, you got a guy that Jameis threw 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns before. Granted, he threw for 30 interceptions as well. But that tight talent, I don't think he's done. If he can, again, using the Geno Smith model, if Jameis can sit back, wait his turn, be prepared, be ready, and then when the time comes with the right team, I think Jameis can still be a good, productive starter in the NFL. I really do. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Jameis returns as the backup. Um, Michael Thomas is back again, but I don't have a lot of faith in Michael Thomas. The guy stays hurt. He's been just about as hurt as anybody in the league. You know, I talk about Cooper Cup being hurt. This guy's been hurt for the last three years. So I don't really expect Michael Thomas to do a lot. But Michael Thomas is back. We'll see if he can regain, you know, his all-pro form. I don't know if he can. I don't know what's left in him, to be honest with you. So we'll see what happens with Michael Thomas. Um, Alvin Kamara is suspended for the first three games of the season, but he'll be back. They signed Jamal Williams. They still have Chris Olave. Uh, Olave is a really good young receiver. Caught for over a thousand yards last year as a rookie, so Olave is going to be good. Um, and when Kamara, a lot of the, a lot of their success is going to be when Kamara gets back and gets back rolling. Kamara is a difference maker. He's still a huge difference maker for this team. So we'll see what happens when Alvin Kamara gets back. Um, I think that punch of Jamal Williams and Kamara is going to be really good. And if Michael Thomas can get healthy, him and Olave will be really good. So, But all this hinges on Derek Carr. If Derek Carr can come in there and be 
a top 15 quarterback that can be really good. Do I expect them to win the Super Bowl? I do not. they got a returning defense that's been very good, but I think this defense is getting older. Um, I don't I don't know how great they're going to be. I know they added Brian Bercy from Clemson. I watched uh, the game last night, and he looked unblockable. So, um, he was just blowing through Houston's old line. I mean, the guy looked unstoppable. So, uh, maybe if you can get him beside Cam Jordan and, and that system with Dennis Allen. Um, the defense, that's one thing I give the Saints. That defense has been very good the last few years. I give them that. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, they've been very good. So, we'll see. I just don't really, I just think they're getting older. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're getting older. I don't know if they'll be as dominant as they have been. But I still think they have a really good defense. And a lot of it just hinges on Derek Carr's ability to lead and to make, you know, timely throws, not having turnovers, and to be the best version of Derek Carter he can be. I think if Derek Carr can go in there and be a good quarterback, obviously I believe this team's going to win the division. And in saying that, I think they're going to go 10-7 and and win the division. Um, Not that I want them to, because I don't. I'd rather my Panthers win. Um, And I had predicted that my Panthers was going to win the division. So if you follow this podcast for any amount of time (laughs) – you remember me saying that I thought the Panthers would win a division. I've kind of backtracked on that after seeing the schedule, after seeing how the teams filled out. Um, I've backtracked on that, and I think that the um, Saints are going to win that division. Now, last but not least, my Carolina Panthers. Um, the Bryce Young era begins, right? Uh, the Bryce Young, the Frank Wright era, new coaching staff begins. Um Obviously, there's going to be a big learning curve. He's a rookie. Uh, but just from the games that I saw from the uh, preseason, the one thing that I loved about Bryce Young already, super poised in the pocket. Super poised in the pocket. Uh, super comfortable in the pocket. But that's the problem. The pocket was only there for a little bit because that old line just, they did not look good during the preseason. Kind of has me worried a little bit. Uh, but let me back up a second. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Uh, Bryce Young definitely looked poised. I loved it. Um, made some good, accurate throws. I love. I saw his ability to move around a little bit. I love that. So again, I don't put too much stock into the preseason, but I did love what I seen um, from him. Very smart, very poised, very accurate. Let me back up to the coaching staff. I have raved to you guys about how much I love in this coaching staff. I believe in it. Um, starting with Frank Wright. Uh, Jim Caldwell's on this staff. Deuce Staley's on this staff. Josh McCowan's on this staff. Dom Capers is on this staff. We got the defensive coordinator from the Broncos. I cannot say his name. I wish I could, but I can't say his name. He's back. Um, I absolutely love uh, the coaching staff that we have, especially having Jim Caldwell and Deuce Staley here, uh, along with Dom Capers as a defensive uh, genius. And I don't want to say genius, but really good defensive coach along with our defensive coordinator uh, we bring back our great special teams coach like I really feel like this coaching staff is one of the better coaching staff from top to bottom in the NFL I really do Uh, and I think it's something that Bryce Young and his young team needs Um, so I love the coaching staff I believe in it and this defense is young so I believe that this defense will be a top eight defense I've said that from the get-go they were really good last year but we get back uh, Jeremy Chin. I'm excited about Jeremy Chin being back. I'm excited that J.C. Horn's back. Dante Jackson's back off the Achilles. Uh, we still got Brian Burns, a great young defensive end. Shaq Thompson, uh, veteran linebacker. Um, I am Derek Brown at the D-tackle. I'm very excited. We signed Von Bell uh, to help back there in the safety. We still got Xavier Woods. I'm very excited about this Carolina Panthers defense. I think they're going to be very good. I think they're going to be solid. Um, I think they're going to be a top eight defense. I really do. Uh, I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I just think they're going to be that good, especially with who, the coaches that we have on the defensive end, the schemes that we're going to run. I think this team is going to be excellent um, defensively. Very sound, uh, very excellent. Not going to miss a lot of assignments. You got J.C. Horn who can really lock down one side of the field when healthy. He's one of the better young cornerbacks in the game. Uh, son of Joe Horn, former receiver from the Saints. He's going to be very good. Let's go back to the offense real quick. 
So Chill B was telling me that he was, you know, he was he was ready to hear why I backtrack. I went from saying we're going to win a division, we're going to go nine and eight. You know, I was hyped when me and him got together. I was, I was hyped. I'm like, man, we're going to be nine and eight. We're going to beat y'all. We're going, you know, I was talking all this stuff. But as I watched the preseason, as I watched the, um, how the rosters filled out, the cuts, everything's been made. I don't see us being no better than six and eleven, and third in the division. And Chill B, I know you're gonna be listening. The reason why is I believe that our offensive line isn't that good, um, which is gonna cause us to kind of scramble a little bit. Can call Bryce to not be uh, as comfortable in the pocket. Like again. Being comfortable, being poised, two different things. I don't think he's going to be rattled a lot, but I don't think he's going to have a lot of time. Uh, and in the NFL, something that I've learned is, or just by watching, I'm saying learn like I play. <laughs> something that I've learned by just watching is, if your quarterback can't, uh, you know, if you if you're not if you, if you can't protect your quarterback, it's going to be a long day in the office. It's going to be an extremely long day in the office, and our offensive line did not look good. Um, we really don't have a receiver that gets a lot of separation. Uh, everybody talked about Adam Thielen. I watched y'all get him. He's washed, yada, yada. Guys, we didn't get Adam Thielen to be a number one receiver. We know that. Thielen's going to be that veteran presence. He's going to be wide receiver two, three, however you want to put it. He's just going to be that steady vet that can get open in the middle of the field, That a guy that can move the chains. I don't expect him to put up big numbers at this point of his career. I just expect him to be a guy that can help learn Help teach DJ Chark. Help teach uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. Help teach those guys, uh, Shy Smith. Help teach them, you know, how to get open, uh, route running, uh, everything. Like teaching these guys. That's what I expect him to do. But I also expect him to be a good veteran presence to move the chain. You sitting at third and four, man, he going to get open. You know what I mean? So I expect him to do that. Terrence Marshall I had Jr., I had so much – Height for him. He just ain't came through, man. He's a big receiver, uh, a guy with speed, a guy that can get up and get contested catches, a guy that's been hurt. He's been hurt some. But I have a lot of expectations for him. But as of right now, he hasn't lived up to it. So maybe Thielen and his coaching staff can help him live up to that. And then DJ Chark, a guy that's projected to be our number one receiver. When I say number one receiver, a guy that we're going to look to more times than none. And I'm forgetting about Hayden Hurst at the tight end position and Miles Sanders, who we signed. So I think we have some good playmakers around them, but we're going to have to do this thing by committee, which is everybody's going to have to chip in and be great. I said DJ Chark's going to be number one receiver. That don't mean he's going to put up 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just think that when, you know, we're going to, that, that Bryce is going to look to him more times than, than none, that he's going to be the guy that we kind of look to for the big explosive plays. Uh, to help us out down the field. He can still run. I think that's what I mean by wide receiver one. We're going to look to him to kind of to kind of be that guy. You know what I mean? We When we need a catch, he's going to kind of be that guy downfield. I like Mingo, the receiver that we drafted. I think he can find a spot in this rotation um, to be productive. Miles Sanders, one of the better running backs in the NFL. I expect him to be a good running back. And Hayden Hurst has been a good tight end, so I expect him to be very good at the tight end position. But the main reason why I've looked at this team and I've backtracked is because, one, there's going to be a learning curve for Bryce Young. Two, our offensive line is just not that good. And three, we don't have that one guy that can really separate uh, and that can really be uh, great. So I think we're going to struggle a little bit by doing it committee. And four, I think they got a a little tough schedule. There's There's a little stretch there where concerns me. I think we have at Seattle, we have Minnesota, we have the Lions, and then I can't remember who's after that. I think it's Dallas or somebody. We have a tough four-game stretch there. We got a pretty decent uh, – it's pretty tough schedule to me to have a rookie quarterback. So those are the main reasons, Chill B, and, and everybody why I've backed up is because when I look at this roster defensively, I think we'll be fine, but it's offensively. I think we got some holes offensively. We got to work on getting the offensive line more stable. And that's my main concern. That's mainly why I backed off. The offensive line has to be better. Has to be. Um, and we got to do this thing by committee, so we'll see how that happens. But I don't see us being no better than 6-11 and 11 and third in this division. I, I just don't. Um, I know I talked like, yeah, we're going to do this and that. I just don't see it. So, um, 
But that's my kind of feel, my Panthers. I think there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. Um, but I just don't think this year is going to be that year where we come out and go 9-8 and eight and surprise everybody. There's a learning curve in the NFL. There's going to be a learning curve for Young. But the main reason is our offensive line. So, man, that's just my predictions for the NFC. Um, be on the lookout for the rest of the talk. For the AFC, that's going to be part two. Uh, I'll drop that later in the week, and then I'll give you my predictions next week before the season starts. Uh, first game is September the 7th. I think that's next Thursday, actually, or uh, yeah, I believe that's next Thursday. So I'll have my predictions out and the other episodes out before then. So um, this is the All Things Sports Podcast with you guys, JR. Hope y'all have a great day, evening, night, whenever it is you're listening to. Remember to share. Remember to get the word out. Remember to share on the page, share the podcast, let people know about the podcast. I appreciate the love, guys. Peace out.